Hey everybody, on today's Locked on Bama, we're going to talk about a litany of things, not the least of which is prayers up for our main man, John Mechie, the hero of the Iron Bowl, um, diagnosed with leukemia, a very treatable form of leukemia, but leukemia nonetheless. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to have a lot of recruiting talk. And how about Alabama in this new NIL setup with fanatics? That sounds really, really cool, and Alabama seems to be on the cutting edge of this thing. So we're going to talk about all that and more on today's Locked on Bama. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Awesome. Awesome. Training. Man, I've been watching uh, NFL Network. We record this on Monday, and NFL Network's been having uh, live feeds from training camps, and whew, that is football season right there. It is, and, and uh, we're not going to get into this today, but Tyreek Hill had an interview wearing some sunglasses that um, made, were almost futuristic, and he was talking about how he loves playing with the most accurate quarterback in the NFL now into a jungle Vailoa. That'll be a topic for another day, but let's do go ahead. First of all, thank everybody for making this your first listen. We appreciate you guys a ton. Um, John Mechie. Uh, this was something you and I got whiff of over the weekend, but we did, we were just hoping it wasn't true. And unfortunately it is true. He does have a very treatable form of leukemia, which he will have to take a year from football. Uh, you know, who knows, maybe more. I, I don't know. Regardless, um, Man, there's a guy who, uh, gosh, he's had a ever since the the what the, I guess the the national championship game or actually no the SEC title game, he's had sort of a rough year, you know, and uh, I hate it for him, um, but boy, I know he's the whole world's got his back. He is just a really cool kid, hero of the Iron Bowl. I remember him very vividly um, for a couple of big touchdowns against Texas A&M a couple years ago. A uh, big touchdown against Georgia um, in uh, not only SEC championship game, but the first touchdown against Georgia when they played in Tuscaloosa a couple years ago. So, hate it for John Mechie, but, uh, you know, wishing him the best and uh, just just a great kid. And, you know, sometimes bad things happen to good people. Yes, bad luck it, it is. I mean, as terrible and unfortunate as it is, you know, there is always a, a, a silver lining. And how about the fact that uh, – John is always uh, surrounded by trainers and doctors and physicians. He was at Alabama. He is now with the Texans. Uh, and then that he would end up drafted by a team uh, that has, you know, the, the, the best scientific uh, advances in cancer care in the country are in Houston, Texas, who, who drafts Mechie. So it's kind of like, you know, this is a tragedy. And, and, and I, I hope uh, that he also feels fortunate. Uh, it seems to me from what little I've read that this particular type of leukemia is uh, quite curable if it's caught early and uh, he's in the right place at the right time with the right team. And he has a lot of people pulling for him. I hate it that we won't be able to see him play football this fall, but that's just secondary. Uh, hopefully we'll see him healthy uh, and beat this by next spring. And then uh, he'll be a rookie in uh, 2023 and that'll be fun. Yeah. And um, you know, just wish, wish him the best. That's all we can do. And uh, it was good to see a lot of fans from other teams, even Georgia, Auburn, Tennessee, wherever, 
uh, really giving him some encouragement over social media. I thought that was very cool. I mean, this is uh, bigger than the game, and um, certainly we're all, all cheering for him. Jimmy, I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody about Built Bar. Here's one right here. Absolutely love these things. Built Puffs um, from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the Puffs treatment. Stop drooling and listen to me. They're good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. 100% delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to built.com. Make sure you don't miss out. That's built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. Built.com. Promo code LOCK15 will get you 15% off that order at built.com. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet, brownie, creamy, marshmallow, all that good stuff. Stop fantasizing. Get to built.com. Order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now and use promo code LOCK15. All right, Jimmy. Um. I want to take a second to talk about this uh, NIL thing. So uh, Fanatics, which is just this huge company uh, that always sells sports, uh, paraphernalia and memorabilia, whatever, uh, they partnered with Alabama. I'm sure they're partnering with other schools. But it sounds like Alabama's on the cutting edge in terms of putting a Fanatics slash Alabama slash NIL store in Bryant-Denny Stadium where you're going to be able to buy all – types of uh, stuff, including game-worn uh, jerseys and I'm, I'm assuming gloves and stuff like that. It, it sounds awesome. It really does. I, I'm I'm excited and, and why am I ever not surprised is the right word, but why, why do we ever doubt that Alabama and the smart people that work in that athletic department and the smart people around Alabama wouldn't, wouldn't be cutting edge when it comes to NIL? And, you know, somebody already said it on the Bama on three message board. And so true, you know, one response when the story came out was, was, and it feels great because this is what NIL was intended for. You know, with all the controversy and scandal in the offseason about the collectives and players getting paid and upfront money and Nico, I'm, Nico, I'm a Levis, eight million and, and Rashada's seven or 10 million, whatever it is in Miami, uh, all that talk. But this is why NIL is a good thing. It, it, this store uh, selling merchandise that directly benefits the players, whether it's memorabilia or whether it's just uh, t-shirt jerseys and all, you know, who knows what, what'll be for sale in there. And, and I, I know I'm going to be a customer for sure. I know everyone listening will. And, and, and the fact that it benefits the players, it's going to do so well. And, and, and it is exactly what NIL was intended for in the first place. Almost makes it feel almost wholesome compared to what we hear in college football. And I'm really excited about that. Somebody died in the background of your house, by the way. I don't know who it was. They're dead. Uh, say a prayer. Um, also, um, you know, the, the other great thing about this is no longer do we have to go to men's T-Town, uh, whatever, <laughs> to, uh, to get our signed paraphernalia. That's fantastic. That is. T-Town Menwear. That's what it is. That's true and hilarious. I thought we weren't allowed by rule to ever discuss that again. But this is sort of a tacit rule. Um, this week, us and no, I, I'm I'm fired up, especially the partnership with Fanatics and, and High Tide Tradition is involved in this. I saw Philip Stutz, you know, friend of the show, Philip Stutz, saw his uh, tweet this morning. Uh, man, I'm excited to get in there and look around. I hope uh, I've been saying this. I'm sure it's true. I hope they put it uh, in the uh, south end zone uh, on street level. 
uh, and they can keep that gate open right there. There used to be a Zoe's right there and, and they can put it right there and the store just stays open all year. It's not like, hey, just open on game days. It's open all year long, just like the soup store. Uh, yeah. And it would be right front drive, easy access. Uh, that's, that's what I'm hoping. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, I, I like that idea a lot. I hope they confer with you to uh, get this done. Um, one other thing of note here, um, ES updated their recruiting rankings. Now, I think that most people who follow recruiting would say if you're going to go by rankings, ESPN's rankings are generally the worst, uh, the, the least uh, dependable, or the they go against the grain a lot. But I'm they're I'm outlined. pro. So I'm not going to criticize other companies that that are kind of competitors with On Three when it comes to this. I'm not going to you know rip on this company. And frankly. Uh, I was actually speaking with a, a competitor today uh, with a friend uh, that works for a competitor. And we were discussing this very thing about how uh, sometimes the fans want us to turn against each other. But for the most part, we're all friends, actually, yeah. <laughs> and work together. And uh, it, now, I, now, honestly, I don't know anybody that's been recruiting. I know the names. Uh, I don't know Tom Luganbill personally. sort of like him. I, I mean, I think he does a good job. I don't think. I, I, I'm sure Luganville has a big voice. I don't think he does the actual rankings. That would surprise me. Uh, but I, 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 I agree with your take. If the take is ESPN's rankings often look different than on three 24 sevens and rivals. Uh, that, that's true. They, they have more higher ranked outliers and lower ranked outliers than both. Well, in that regard, Eli Holstein is now the number 13 player in the country in a five star. That is very, very opposite of on three, to be honest, where Eli Holstein dipped uh, almost significantly at lead 11. Uh, there, I guess Holstein is moving in an opposite direction on on three. The is ESPN. Uh, but hey, uh, I, I like Holstein. You know, this is what I know. This is hard to imagine for, for fans that are, are what I would call, you know, they read the rankings, but they're not going to watch film and they're not coaches. And they're I think it, I think it's hard for them to understand for everyone to understand all the time that if you put the top 10 quarterbacks on the field the top 10 whoever the top 10 are put them on the field and then put 10 coaches out there that the qb coach at alabama ohio state clemson miami georgia tennessee texas arizona put 10 coaches out there put those 10 quarterbacks out there you're going to get 10 different opinions in terms of how they order them everyone's not going to have the same opinion it's not at all obvious who's one who's two who's three it's just not. It's it's so subjective. And, and and that's why even though on three has Holstein moving down, ESPN apparently has Holstein moving way up. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. And, and as much as, I, of course, I'm an on three guy, uh, you know, and I'm going to back up on three's opinion uh, all the time. Uh, I get it. I get it. Uh, I'm I'm higher on Holstein than some people at on three are. Um, so, yeah, I, I get it. Uh, Hey, Alabama was high on Holstein. Clemson was high on Vizina. And, 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 and Dabo's not an idiot. And we know Nick Saban and Bill O'Brien are. That's true. Um, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more recruiting. All right, buddy. One thing, uh, Hunter Osborne did have his announcement today that he will make an announcement next week. So his announcement will be 6 o'clock next Monday, August 1st. Uh, we expect it to be the university of Alabama. So that will be fantastic. Um, then on three, uh, your company, uh, they, they did a great job here talking about 
the top 20 uncommitted prospects. And this is very Alabama-centric. It's got Cormani McLean. Um, it just talks about what's going on with him. You know, Alabama is the crystal ball leader. Uh, Florida, Miami, and Georgia are all in there. But you, you feel good about Alabama here, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, early on, Florida, I think Alabama's taken a lot of the momentum. Uh, I get the feeling it's, it's kind of weird using this phrase anymore because of NIL, but I think Cormani's sort of making a business decision. That's what it feels like to me, him and his his mom, uh, Team team Cormani. Uh, it feels like they're like, hey, Alabama's, you know, further from home. He, he's pretty he's pretty local to Gainesville and, and is a Florida guy. But I think because Napier's program is so new at Florida and there's not really a big Florida track record there and Alabama's track record at, at uh, developing cornerbacks is really unrivaled or at least, you know, on the very, very short list of best places you can be, sort of feels like early on Cormani was was doing what was, you know, going to be popular in his hometown, uh, but right in the end is sort of making a business decision. And I'm not referring to NIL, I'm just referring to a, a place that can develop him into a uh, what, what, he, what he feels he is, which is a first-round NFL cornerback. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, then I'm not going to run down all. Not all involved, uh, but of course Caleb Downs is on there. He he will be committing on the twenty seventh, uh, so that's that's in two days. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Feeling pretty good about it, but I'll be honest. I mean, I've told people before some inside baseball that hey, sometimes we get the scoop, and sometimes we know, and we get to write everything in advance, and it all just rolls out neatly and easily. Uh, we, we do not have heads up here. Uh, we might get one, but right now we don't. And, and if, if we do, by the way, don't come to the show thinking I'm going to tell people the reason that we don't, you know, you have to let the kid make the, the kid has to make the announcement, not on three, not some reporter somewhere. I mean, he's worked for this. He gets to make the announcement. Um, but, but I'm just being honest when I say we don't know. Uh, we have a strong feeling it's Alabama. Uh, I think it's Alabama or Ohio State, which is interesting to me because you know, three months ago, I would have kind of been predicting Georgia. I think Justice Haynes, you're going to have to give him a big assist here. They're tight, Justice Haynes and Caleb Downs. They're buds. And uh, I, I do think that uh, I'm not saying Caleb's only going to Alabama because of Justice Haynes, but but it, it does not hurt. Um, Yeah, and, and that doesn't hurt at all. It is weird he's not going to Georgia, but Georgia just got another commitment from another big-time safety here recently out of Florida, I think. So that also may be pretty telltale. Um, they, they, of course, they bring up uh, Quay Russell and they bring up James Smith, but, I mean, we've talked about those guys a lot. We will continue to talk about them. Uh, talk about Richard Young, who we've talked about a lot. Here's one that they brought up that Alabama's been associated with, Javion Tobiano. Any yeah. any more thinking that Alabama could land him? I don't think so. He's Texas, right? Uh, he's from Texas. Texas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I I don't think so. Uh, I do know he's visited. I do know Alabama took a long look. Uh, I'm not sure who's saying no to who there. Uh, but no, I, I do not uh, project, and uh, neither does Joseph Hastings. Uh, does not project that he ends up at Alabama. I think it's going to be one of the Texas schools for him. All right, and then finally, the last one we'll talk about uh, is Kelby Collins, who is apparently going to take two visits to Alabama this week. That's that's telling, right? I didn't get all the details, Luke, but isn't he? It sounds to me like he's going to leave uh, Gardendale 
and drive to Tuscaloosa and visit Alabama and from Alabama drive to Gainesville and visit Florida and then stop again in Tuscaloosa on the way back. <laughs> is he doing something like that? I mean, uh, yeah. and, and hey, that's great if he is. He clearly likes Florida. I mean, hey, if you want to tell as to where kids are very interested in, I'm not saying where they'll go, but if you want to tell as to how interested a kid is, kids that do unofficials on their own dime after they've done an official. The kid gets the official, they get the wind and dine, and then they go back on their own. That, and, and he's doing that with, with Gainesville and Florida. So that to me tells Kelby's interest in Florida is 100% legitimate. He's not an Alabama lock. I think we also happen to know that he is a fan of Georgia uh, or is a fan of, of their program. I, th I think he's an Alabama fan first and foremost. But I'm just saying that it is not a lock that Kelby Collins is going to Alabama. Now, I project that he is, and I think Joseph Hastings also projects that that he is going to uh, sign with Alabama eventually or or even maybe before the season commit to Alabama. But, yeah, feel good about it. Uh, not a lock. Yeah, he's actually – this is according to Chad Simmons from On3. He says he's going to make two trips to Alabama, one on Tuesday and another on Thursday to see the Crimson Tide. Then he'll head to Florida this weekend – these two, along with Georgia and South Carolina, the program's most heavily involved. Yeah, there's also camps going on at Alabama, and I don't know whether Kelby's going to participate or not, but there are uh, – this is the final week of, uh, of camps. Uh, there were no camps in July until this week. Dead period's over, so now you can have camps. Uh, Alabama will, will, will have camps this week and then clear the deck because next week the big boys hit the practice field, uh, and that's uh, what we're super excited about. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for watching and subscribing. I mean, we're up over 1,600 subscribers now. I mean, Jimmy, when we started this, I mean, we were we were thrilled to death to get 100. And um, you guys are just the best. Thank you so much. And uh, until next time, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.